Coming up on Transformers University, we'll lift a four million old veil of mystery, we'll consult with a ninja, and we'll take a look at the first part of an all-out battle on Cybertron. It's the Headmaster's Cartoon, right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 117 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to another edition of Transformers University. We are going to continue with talking about the Headmaster's cartoon in just a moment. I do want to just give you a heads up. If you haven't checked out the latest episode of TFU News and Views, episode number 54, please do give it a listen. Uh, I did have a good chance to sit down as part of a panel uh, as 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 seems to be once every three to six months, uh, something we do. Uh, with the Hasbro designers and the marketing team and really get a good in-depth look at uh, the most recent reveals for Transformers Legacy. So please do check that out over on the News and Views feed. It's also on the main feed if you haven't listened to it. And if you're one of our patrons over at Patreon, uh, some bonus content in that episode uh, for the patrons, uh, and I will review uh, the first uh, most of the first wave of Transformers Legacy uh, figures. So do check that out. If you're not a subscriber over at Patreon, it's patreon.com slash TFU info. Uh, the $3 level and up, uh, I'll get the exclusive podcast. So please do check that out. But today we are talking the Headmaster's cartoon because what is more fun than this cartoon? <laughs> Lots of things. Uh, you know, I have been having a hard time getting into watching these episodes and I've never really seen uh, headmasters aside from a few episodes that my friends used to like to goof on. And uh, in digging through my research uh, through TF wiki and, and other sources, uh, I didn't realize how, um, how widely considered uh, bad the show is. And uh, I don't want to cast dispersions on these episodes because they're not necessarily bad, but I think the problem overall with Headmasters is the pacing, and we'll get into that. Uh, because there's concepts and, and some things here that with a little tweaking could have been a lot more fun. But we'll start with episode number seven. Uh, the actual title and the title on the Shout Factory DVDs, uh, they got that right. It's called The Four Million Old Veil of Mystery. But on the Omni Productions version, it's called... Four million years, the veil of mystery. All right, and that's just a little different from from the actual title. Not too far off, but uh, um, yeah, it doesn't quite really uh, link the two together. So we head off to the planet Char. Galvatron is angry, and Scourge informs him that Scorponok has come for a visit. Psychologist believes Galvatron's bad mood clouds his judgment. But in the dub, Scourge and Cyclonus have a bit of a different exchange. He does look somewhat strange, doesn't he? Can't you think of anything good to say about anyone? That's your problem, you know? Huh. See, that scourge in the dub is all about the manners. Scorponok and Galvatron meet in the shadows. We're going to have a lot of shadowy Scorponok in the next few episodes. Uh, it's Lord Zarak's body um, from the from the toy. Um, and so it's a little strange uh, seeing him converse in the shadows but if you know the the figure silhouette then you, you probably will figure out who it is and uh zarek decides he's going to uh, ready his troops uh the decepticon headmasters 
we head over to Athenia, an exposition base, where R.C. receives word of an attack on planet Prom. Uh, that is not the planet you give a corsage to. That is P-R-A-U-M. Uh, Prom is a desert planet northeast of Athenia. What? Um, <laughs> translation doesn't quite get how directions work. Uh, you can't be north of anything in space. So the Autobot headmasters go to Prom, hop in the limo, and leave their dates behind in Athenia and the exposition base. On the planet Prom, everyone is dead. Uh, and, and there's an interesting sh- uh, shot here. When the headmasters find all the uh, dead Cybertronians on Prom, uh, Brainstorm makes the sign of the cross. Uh, I'll, I, will, I will make that into a GIF or GIF, uh, depending on how you like to say that, and I'll post it up on the Twitter feed uh, at TFU underscore info. The Autobots, they enter this outpost, and the gate is mysteriously unlocked. Chrome Dome thinks he sees a survivor, but the dub will give us his proper reaction. He's dead! Mm-hmm. Darn it! Additionally in the dub, Cerebros, a.k.a. Fortress Maximus in the dub, uh, he observes the dead. Just look. Look at them. They all have a large, deep hole in their bodies. Back on Earth, Rodimus Prime is visiting Ultra Magnus about uh, an energy source, uh, and Ultra Magnus knows nothing of it. The energy source came from base P-21, so Rodimus and Ultra Magnus go to visit, and they find everyone dead. Rodimus calls the exposition base to review the tape. And we find out that uh, on the tape, the communications officer was being controlled by Mindwipe. Because, you know, Mindwipe. Rodimus Prime takes the robot train to the prom. And on prom, the headmaster Autobots get trapped inside this base that they're exploring. And uh, Scorponok reveals that he has been watching. And the room begins to spin. Uh, kind of like a like a carnival ride, <laughs> really. So uh, uh, the room starts spinning. It's one of those really good cartoon traps where uh, gravity holds folks to the wall. And Scorponok is doing this all because he wants to watch Cerebros die. Why? I want to see you struggle for your life, Fortress Maximus. Just like four million years ago. On top of the spinning cartoon base, uh, it is spinning into quicksand. Uh, and the Decepticon headmasters, they're watching along, uh, enjoying the show. The Autobot Headmasters, uh, they open the top hatch on the trap and sand starts to pour in. And we find out what happened four million years ago. Four million years ago, because of the ongoing wars on Cybertone, everyone left in search of a safer home. But during their journey, due to the mechanical failure, they had to take refuge on a sandy planet. And in this flashback, we see the uh, the Headmaster Autobots, but just their head robots uh, crashing on Planet Master, uh, and they begin sinking into quicksand. In the sub, uh, the, t- the subtitles say uh, they were too experienced to transform, but uh, in the dub, we, <laughs> we get a different take. And at that time, Fortress Maximus didn't have the power that he possesses now, so he couldn't help everyone around him. A lot of soldiers died in this incident. So this causes the Headmaster Autobots to have a bit of a, a flashback. And it continues on uh, to their training on Planet Master. During their training back then, they survived extreme high temperatures that almost melted their bodies. Look! 
there was acid rain that damaged their body parts. Because of that, they had to hide in a cave most of the time. Not only that, during that four million year period, there were two ice ages. A lot of them were trapped in the ice. They had to handle many dangerous situations during that period of time. But in order to live, every one of them did their best to cope with the environment and to finally conquer it and survive. So the, the master bots, three, two, so these Cybertronians survived by building bigger bodies for themselves and transforming. Back on the planet Prom, uh, the Autobots swap heads and transform, this time being Chrome Dome and Hardhead. And for some reason, this works as a way to drive themselves out of the sand trap. They fight the Decepticons, uh, and some of the Decepticons even switch heads, and the fight continues. Galvatron arrives, as does Rodimus Prime, along with the train bots, and the fight resumes. The Autobots throw the Decepticons into the sand trap, and Galvatron summons Astro Train for a rescue and an escape. The Autobots win. The end. And so, you know, we get a, what's basically a cartoony kind of episode. Uh, it's filled with a little bit of uh, cartoon tropes with the sand and the traps. Uh, we get some cool backstory, though, in terms of how the Japanese continuity explains the smaller robots uh, for the from Planet Master uh, as opposed to the, the folks from Nebulos. Now, of course, neither the sub nor the dub... Uh, explain it all very well. And I'm not even sure if the original Japanese language uh, explains it all very well, but we do get a little bit of backstory. And from that, we're going to move on to episode eight, which has a lot of firsts. Uh, and we'll get into that, even though they might not seem like firsts. And the actual title, Terror, The Six Shadows. The Shout Factory translation is Terror of the Shadows. And, of course, Omni Productions... The Shadow of Evil. In this one, Daniel and Wheelie and the train bots, they visit Japan. Japan. Because that is where the uh, train bots were from. That's their birthplace, according to the show. Uh, and on a TV, a shadowy figure demands all of Japan's energy. And if you're familiar with your Transformers uh, show models, <laughs> you probably have already figured out who the shadowy figure is. But I will save the mystery as we move on. Both the Autobots and the Decepticon try to figure out who this guy is. And Cyclos and Scourge, uh, they come up with a plan to just steal the energy during all the confusion whenever this dude decides to attack. They get permission from Galvatron to do this and uh, invite the Decepticon headmasters along. But those guys would just much rather play poker. And we actually see them playing poker. We find out that Japan, the U.S., Canada, USSR, U.K., and France have all been threatened by different shadowy figures. So that makes six individual shadowy figures, six shadows, like the title. Uh, also fun to note here is the USSR still exists in the future in this one. So uh, uh, the the fall of, of communism in in Russia did not happen in the cartoon continuity in Transformers, probably because this was all produced before Rocky IV and the Scorpions took down the Berlin Wall. Now, the Autobots decide to investigate these individual countries, and the Headmaster Autobots, they head to my hometown, New York City, and go visit the Statue of Liberty, something I have never done. And they have this observation. The Statue of Liberty looks a bit like R.C., doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. I think R.C. looks much prettier than this statue here. 
Now, the neat thing about this observation is that the Shout Factory translation subtitle um, actually has says the opposite in that Brainstorm's observation of RC's looks is that the statue looks better than RC. So the, the Autobots regroup at base and uh, try to figure out what is going on with uh, this robot who's invading, who's threatening six countries. And this is kind of neat scene in that um, Ratbat is spying on the Autobots. They don't know it. And the only reason they find out is that one of the train bots sees Ratbat in cassette mode stuck to the ceiling reflected in his drink. I don't know what he's drinking. Let's say it's coffee. Uh, so it's pretty neat how they find out. And then Ratbat flies away and informs Sound Blaster. Sound Blaster and Cyclonus and Scourge, along with Six Shot, uh, discuss their options. Should they join forces and Six Shot? weighs in. That's right. I'm the consultant here, so if you ask me, I'd say no. I say it's a bad idea. Hmm. I wonder why this robot that turns into six things doesn't want to investigate any further. And actually, I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. But uh, the extortionists, as they're called in the subtitle version, uh, attack in various forms all over the world. The Autobots, uh, they end up finding Cyclonus and Scourge in some rubble in New York City trying to make a plan. What are you talking about? You can tell us. Let's go. And while the dub of this is a fairly casual line, uh, the the subtitle version has uh, the headmasters asking Cyclonus and Scourge if they're on a date together. And I'll post a screen cap of that up on Twitter, so please do check it out at TFU underscore info. So with some careful observation and calculation, the Autobots uh, expect the next attack to be in Japan. Why? Because Japan has just developed a technique to get energy from the sea. Energy from the sea. That's my favorite canned tuna. Who knew? Now, Daniel and Wheelie and the train bots, they happen to have been in Japan and they're out there shopping. Uh, the headmaster bots, they're annoyed because they feel like uh, they should have been doing some work. Uh, the train bots argue back that they were patrolling uh, the entire country. And uh, Daniel, he just wants the fighting to stop. And he gets so annoyed uh, because Chrome Dome's really just being a jerk. Uh, and Daniel takes all the stuff that he had been uh, buying, uh, gifts for his parents, as uh, the dub calls it, uh, slams it down on the ground and runs out. And when he does slam the packages down, one of them opens up and there's a bunch of like transformery looking toy robots in there. Uh, so it's, it's kind of meta in a lot of ways. So Daniel runs off to his room where he is quietly pouting, playing with a ninja star. Yes, he is playing with a ninja star uh, weapon. <laughs> it's just like, Hey, look what I got. Uh, I'm a seven year old kid. Here's my sharp object. Uh, Chrome dome. Uh, knowing that he was a jerk, comes back in to apologize to Daniel. Daniel accepts it. And as they're talking, he starts talking about this ninja star that he is playing with. Uh, and uh, he explains that the sharp object belongs to a ninja, and uh, he explains what ninjas are. This uh, jars Chrome Dome's memory, and it's time for a flashback. Back then, we were trying to develop our energy program, and all of a sudden, there was a robot. I'm sorry, you can't come in here. This is a restricted area. You must leave. You get out of my way. Surrender or die! You'll die. 
Now, Abilo, as he's called in the dub, uh, is called Abel, like Cain and Abel, uh, in the subtitle version. And uh, Abilo, Abel, whoever, however you want to call him, yeah, he dies. And so, with this memory, the the rest of these Autobots go to inform Rodimus Prime of what they think is going on. And if you haven't figured it out yet, since we're talking ninjas in six modes, we're talking ninja consultants. Six Shot is really the shadowy figure, and Six Shot goes and attacks Tokyo. Um, and the reason why this is also one of these uh, episodes full of firsts, this is the first time we actually see Six Shot transform in the show. So assuming you never saw the toy or weren't uh, informed of the toy at that point as a kid, and in the 80s, that, that was very likely. Um, you maybe didn't know what was going on uh, until the reveal that it was Six Shot. The train bots, they realize they want to defend Japan uh, and head off. And Cyclonus and Scourge, they want to join this battle, uh, still not knowing it's six shot. And they take Trypticon off to Tokyo. Uh, in Tokyo, the train bots uh, form Raiden for the first time. Again, another first in the series, though that is in the opening uh, theme song animation. So it was really no surprise, and they didn't really make a big deal of it. The train bots just show up and turn to Raiden. Uh, and they fight six shot, and then Trypticon joins in because what do the Japanese like more than a giant dinosaur-looking thing destroying Tokyo? Um, <laughs> and then the Autobot headmasters join in. So there's a lot of fighting going on here. Uh, the Autobot headmasters defeat and damage Trypticon to the point where Cyclonus and Scourge just abandon ship and leave Trypticon in the middle of Tokyo. The Headmasters and Raiden uh, continue to fight Sixshot, who is in uh, gun mode and projecting himself with holograms, uh, what the wiki would call uh, solid light holograms, that are Sixshot in in uh, six different copies in his gun mode, shooting at you. And the Autobots can't figure out which one they have to fight. Uh, during this, Cyclonus and Scourge, uh, fleeing the crash and highbrow and brainstorm on their tails, uh, they end up crashing into the real Six Shot and ruin the illusion. The Autobots continue to fight Six Shot, this time now in his beast mode, as he is in his, uh, I guess it's a, uh, is that the Puma mode? Oh, no, it's uh, like a cougar lion mode, right? He um, He's in his beast mode, and he's fighting Raiden with all six of his holograms kind of climbing all over them. Raiden orders the Headmasters uh, to fire at him, and this causes Chrome Dome to have another flashback. Okay, let's do this for Abelo. So in honor of Abel, the headmasters fire and defeat Sixshot, and the Decepticons flee. Back at Decepticon base, Galvatron is angry and uh, punishes Cyclonus and Scourge. Uh, the Autobots, they return to base, and Daniel and the Trainbots uh, take their toys and head back to Exposition Base, the end. And that is episode number eight of the Headmasters. Like I said, a lot of firsts in here. It's kind of a cookie cutter plot, uh, and 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 the big surprise isn't really a surprise. Uh, the fighting scenes are pretty cool. Um, I, I, overall, Headmasters. The one big thing it has going for it is how um, entertaining the fight scenes are. Uh, they're they're usually a little long. There's usually very little dialogue. Uh, I I am hesitant to say they're well animated. But uh, the action is well animated. Let's put it that way. And uh, they're engaging. And part of that, I think, also is the music uh, is very engaging when it comes to those scenes. 
Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. And that'll take us to the final episode we will cover in this episode of Transformers University. And as episode number nine, and we're going to have a part one. The actual title is Cybertron is in Grave Danger, part one. Uh, the Shout Factory version, Planet Cybertron is in Grave Danger, part one. And the Omni Productions version. Crisis on Cybertron, part one. All right, look, they got the Cybertron right. They were close. Uh, on Cybertron, Vector Sigma makes a discovery. Uh, and Sound Blaster and his cassettes are spying and figure out what's going on. What did you say? Tell me what's going on. The Sigma computer is testing the manufacture of a special kind of metal called cyber. And what is this cyber stuff? This new metal is very effective. It is much stronger than the ones we're currently using. That's interesting. I can get hold of it. See how powerful I am. I'm indestructible. <laughs> And with this metal, Galvatron dreams of making a giant sword from it. Uh, we also find out that Twincast has found out the same thing and tells Rodimus Prime. And then we catch up with the Headmasters. And they're working out? Like, literally working out, lifting weights, running on a treadmill. Ken, I will, I will make a... Um, I will make a gif or gif of this and uh, post it up on Twitter at TFU underscore info. The Headmaster bots, they're, they're bored. Uh, and that's what we find out. But we find out Galvatron's cooking up a big plan. He's sending the Predacons to Cybertron to prepare for a strike and consults with Shadowy Scorponok a bit on what else to do. Then, Astrotrain, Galvatron, Sound Blaster, the Headmaster Decepticons, and Shadowy Scorponok all head to Earth. Back on Exposition Base, the Headmaster Autobots uh, want to go to Earth and find out what's going on. But Fortress, a.k.a. Cerebros, a.k.a. Fortress Maximus, <laughs> um, tells them it's for recon only. On Cybertron, we meet some sentry bots uh, who spot the Predacons. And uh, these are really cool. I've never really seen these character models before. And I'm going to make a screen grab of these two and put them up on Twitter. So do check those out. Of course, uh, they end up getting shot <laughs> by the Predacons. Uh, uh, one does, and the other uh, flees to to tell the auto, rest of the Autobots on Earth. Uh, six shot. He meets up with uh, Scorponok and finds out that uh, Galvatron wants him exiled, and they don't really explain why. But I can only assume it's because of what happened last episode. Meanwhile, outside the base, 
uh, Chrome Dome and Hardhead are spying on Earth, but they're too late. Uh, and this wasn't really made terribly clear by the animation, but uh, the Decepticons have decided to take the space bridge to Cybertron. So on Cybertron at the space bridge, the Decepticon forces arrive and they get to work uh, shooting stuff and includes uh, all the folks I mentioned before, plus the Stunticons, plus the Combaticons. And at Exposition Base, Rodimus Prime sends uh, reinforcements from Earth. Fortress, a.k.a. Cerebros, wants Rodimus uh, to wait on a counterattack, but Rodimus ignores him, uh, feeling the need to defend his planet. The Earth Autobots arrive on Cybertron, as do the Autobots from Exposition Base. So uh, we've got everybody uh, that we kind of interact with on a regular basis on Cybertron. Uh, and as that battle on Cybertron uh, rages on it's it's got a lot of great animation if you like scramble city autobots and decepticons uh the autobots are, arrive the protectobots arrive and they're led by hotshot running into battle and then the aerial bots arrive and they're led by superion running into battle i'll capture that and put it up on twitter as well looking at the artwork i couldn't really tell if it was silverbolt with superion's head or if it was just a mini superion uh it's a mini superion the more i've looked at it um you can't really see the jets on his arms, so but he has Superion's legs, so it's it's a weird hybrid of the two at the very least. And of course, the train bots arrive as well and run into battle, and then uh, the auto other bots from Exposition Base they arrive and fly off of Fortress Maximus, and then ultimately we get a big combiner fight. Like I said before, the the action animation in Headmasters is really good. Uh, and it's really just entertaining. So there, there's some good fight scenes here. And of course, since both Galvatron and Rodimus Prime are here, they're both going to fight as well. And uh, Galvatron actually brings like part of a building down on Rodimus Prime. And he's about to put the killing shot into Rodimus. And then uh, Soundblast just shows up and says, hey, let's uh, let's let's take a walk. I got to talk. I got to talk to you. And I don't want to say things in front of these guys. Um to which Galvatron's like, okay. Um, and he informs Galvatron of uh, the metal formula and that Vector Sigma is able to figure it out and he will produce it soon, whatever that means. And then we pick up with Shadowy Scorponok and he has a plan. He's enlisting his Headmaster Decepticons uh, to help him keep this new metal and this new metal formula from getting in the hands of the Autobots. And the way he's going to do that is uh blow up the whole planet yeah no no, that's his plan he's got three bombs <laughs> Mindwipe's job is to install the bombs uh the other headmasters are to uh protect Mindwipe while he installs the bombs and they're all going to escape together and blow up cybertron at this time none of the decepticon soldiers know about these explosives and the plan to blow up cybertron together with the autobots apart from scorpionok and his three men what will happen to the autobots and that's it to be continued on the next time we talk about the Headmasters cartoon. But that's not what we're going to talk about next episode. What are we going to talk about next episode? You'll find out after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. 
Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. Next time on Transformers University, we're not actually going to talk about a cartoon or a comic or toys. We are going to talk about music. That's right. Headmasters, the hit song collection. It's the music from this series. We're going to discuss it a little bit, and I'm even going to tell you where you can download it for free, legally. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a place that has it, and uh, if you don't decide to Google it between now and then, uh, I will point you in the right direction, even include a link in the show notes. So until then, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for your support of TFU.info, of this podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And of course, I want to just thank you for being here. I am Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. See you.